Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. This is your brother Abdul Jalil and you're listening to AJ's London podcast. Jazal uh, khair for tuning in, listening, downloading, wherever you are at, you're listening. Um, I appreciate it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you. Um, yeah, so this is my third podcast show. Um, thought I'd just spend some time to kind of like um, put it together. Um, yeah, how's my week been? How's, how's your week been? Um, my week is being good trying to be productive um it's been quite difficult i think um coming out of ramadan and um it's been a month now isn't it since like end of ramadan like just coming out of ramadan and um and yeah just trying to be productive um so i'm on furlough like if people don't know i'm on furlough at the moment and um and i'm trying not to waste time i'm trying to be productive and maybe that's a different show and how i'll be productive so like i've set up a desk space where i kind of do some work um and just trying to keep it maintained because i think i'm just like it just be a desk where you just end up putting things on it whether that's books and so forth and etc um so yeah just trying to be a bit productive really and uh got a few tasks to do few few things to do just be ready for um so yeah i'm like trying to appreciate the time um obviously i've got kids so my kids are uh off school at the moment so just trying to put in just trying to you know contribute to their learning and their growth um it's been quite difficult but that's again that's a whole different discussion and um so yeah so that's today's kind of so that's my kind of that's my week how how's everyone's how's everyone's week how you guys been um what's going on let me know It'd be good to know um any practical tips to be productive um and yeah that's my kind of that's just me at the moment um in terms of today's kind of discussion i wanted to have was um i was in two minds whether to discuss it because i just felt like i don't want this podcast to be just like talking about things that are quite negative and um and just kind of be lectury kind of type or i was just lecturing about it or ranting about it which i didn't want to i didn't want to do so i'm just i was in two minds whether okay do i speak about this or not and and i didn't want to talk about a particular scenario or a particular person or issue because again i think it would be unjust i think it's like a trend that's happening and really what I want to talk about is basically, you know, um, Muslim influences and them falling off, really. Um, even that, like, even that topic, I was like, okay, do I call it, you know, Muslim influences falling off the path or, you know, or something. And I just felt like, okay, well, how many Muslim influences really are falling, like, off the path? I don't really know because I don't really follow influences as much if that makes sense like i'm not really following as much so i don't i don't really know but i know the impact it has because it becomes like the talk of the town and i know everyone's talking about it and you kind of get like drips and drabs of news or what's going on and when i do kind of look into it you know find out okay what is what was going on and so forth um i always try to take lessons from it and I always try to, whenever I'm having a conversation, just make sure the other person 
is taking lessons from it as well. So when I'm discussing these kind of Muslim influences and influences and how you know the kind of um, some of the decisions they've made, I've always tried to use it as okay, this is like what what led them to that and how do we learn from it? How do we safeguard ourselves? How do we protect ourselves? Because sometimes that gets lost because it's very much about what this person done and and the double standing and and so forth. And I think okay. Like, okay, but where's the, you know, where's the, where's the, where's the kind of personal reflection for us, and what does it remind us? And I think that's what the discussion that I wanted to have, is for us to really look at um, Muslim influences in terms of some of the choices they make, but also looking at what the cho- why have they, how did they reach to that decision? Um, and obviously, I've read some of the videos and. There's been tweets and I think a lot of these discussions really kind of like um, just this, just the importance of, you know, following Islam and, and, and so forth. And those kind of like generic reminders. But I think there's like a bigger problem that's going on internally and privately that I just think we just missed the mark on it and we're not discussing, you know. And when someone comes out publicly on a particular choice they've made or decisions they made, is because, you know, again, it's not been picked up. Like, they've harboured something for a very, very long time inside them. And when they've come out of it, you know, we've suddenly, like everyone suddenly reacted, but no one's kind of sat back and just thought, okay, how did they get to that conclusion? How did they come to this point? You know? Um, and and I guess that's what my discussion is. So how do... How can influencers who been in a scene, who are considered Muslim influencers, and even that is like, what does that even mean? Because some of them are like Muslim influencers, but sometimes their choices and their views they have is really contradictory to the... To, to the mainstream of what Islam advocates, you know, what is kind of clear in Islamic texts, for example. And so how does someone really come to this point? You know, um, so as I mentioned, obviously I mentioned there's something going on internally and something going on privately. And I think I'll probably start off with internally is that, um, you know when you're so when you're like in front of the camera for so long and you're like putting out content you know that kind of like okay let me start again let me start again I'm not going to edit this I'm going to start again you know one thing I have to give credit for is all the Muslim influences I like the little ones I know anyway you know, I give the benefit of the doubt that they've entered into this field with good intention. That's first and foremost. So they saw there's a lack of something and they've decided to take upon themselves to represent a certain part of the Muslim community, you know. And one may argue that, just like me, and, and I kind of like give them the benefit of the doubt. But the question is like now, so what makes these kind of Muslim uh, influences fall off the path? And... Internally, like one of the things we have to understand that 
being in front of the camera comes with a certain territory and they will open up certain doors in our heart. One of the things that we have to like really constantly check and review and even myself as well is our intention. You know, you know, our attention is not something that we just like, oh, I'm trying to do something good. You know, um, okay, that's fine. But when I mean intention, I'm talking about like doing something for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, many things are like perceived to be good. And you might have that intention to do good. But like, you know, is that, does that lead to the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That's the main, main thing that really is, I would say, the foundation, the core of it that everything sits on. Because if that is shaky and that's not cemented, everything you build on that will collapse and you will do whatever and decide and cho choices you make because good is quite subjective. But when it comes for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it comes with conditions. You know, the parameters and the red tape are kind of drawn out. So we need to have that first level is that having that intention for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because when you build things upon that, all the khayr, all the barakah, all the goodness, all the support, all the success, all the facilitation, all the assistance comes when it's built on for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's not just happens that from your first time you're pushing the material out or doing a recording. This has to happen constantly. And you have to kind of check yourself regarding that. And, you know, and, and the thing we've like, for the sake of you know, intention, ikhlas is, is not something that is intrinsic. You know, there's something that is a, you know, you can't, like, how do you measure, how do you measure ikhlas? And really, like, how I kind of, you know, advise myself and others is having that genuine conversation with yourself is that why are you doing it? And so a lot of the time when I see, like, these, you know, people making certain choices and so forth, I ask the question, who's benefit from this? And why are they doing it? Is it really for the sake of Allah? Or is it to please the masses? Or is it because they've got a lucrative deal and they need to make sure that that deal is signed and sealed? Like, we have to kind of ask these kind of questions to ourselves as influencers. So I guess, you know, this is, and my discussion is to influencers and followers as well. And I'll come to followers later on. But yeah, this is something that really is really important, I guess, as anybody who's doing any kind of dawah work, any kind of public speaking or any kind of front camera, front facing, you need to really have that and you need to kind of have that. And that's kind of important as an internal component or an internal aspect that you need to kind of hold on to. Um, and as I mentioned, when you have ikhlas for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what happens is that the other doors, you become conscious of other doors that could open. Because one of the things about these Muslim influences and just generally the way the kind of social media is kind of set up, this is kind of meism movement. And the meism movement is, is a, you know, these are obviously just a title, but really these stuff that has been spoken about ego, pride, arrogance, and being self-amazed, self these are destroyers. 
Like these are things that if you divulge into it, you entertain it and you become addicted to it, you know, and you become heedless to these things, it will destroy you. Because you're no longer doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're doing it for what? For your own satisfaction. Your own like appreciation, your own gratitude, your own self-amazement that, oh, I've built this social media empire and this movement and so forth. You get caught up with that. So when you kind of look back, when you kind of check yourself and think, okay, you know what, I'm doing this, you know, am I really doing this for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Then you have to kind of go back to all the things that you've done and think, okay, you know what? Like all this material that I put out, which ones are really that I could count for as a reward and which ones that I really have to put a question that there was, um, you know, interior motive that was there. And so really, I think that's the really the base of it. And that's the really the, the starting point that I think most of the time people just forget. And I think it's just, can I say it's natural? I guess when you get caught up on it, then yeah. But if you're not, um, spending and I guess this kind of moves on to like having those private moments in your life private seclusion is so so important um, and I'll discuss private seclusion because I think this is one of the factors so we mentioned the internal and the other aspects we're going to come to is a private um, private worship um, the other thing as well that I think from my own reflection I'm not saying this is all the things I'm saying now that doesn't mean that this is factual this is that 100% I'm just saying from generally from my reading, from my reflection, from my conversation I've had, these are the some of the possible, you know, reasons why these things occur. And you guys could correct me, you guys could tell me, you know, um, give your feedback. One of the other things as well, and this is not only just Muslim influence, it's just generally when you kind of gone through a path. And the end of that path, you've had an input. So you've put an input in. If the output comes out negative, then you have to go back to the input. You have to go back to what you're putting in. Go back to that basic. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, because Muslim influencers, they'll argue, you know, I'm doing this for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I'm doing it for sincerity and no one knows what's inside my heart and so forth. We'll say, Jazallah khay, you're right. But we've got to look at the output. If the output goes against the mainstream understanding of Islamic um, concepts, then you can't like you can't like promote that and advocate that and stand f and say you know what yeah this is a positive output like that this just doesn't make sense. You have to go back and step back and think okay. That was the wrong output. That was a wrong choice I made. That was a wrong decision I made and so forth. So we have to go back to what we actually putting in. And um, and if you're doing this kind of like the dawah work and you're doing all this, uh, you know, um, content and, you know, you've had this intention of you want to bring people to, to Islam or affirm their deen and, and so forth, then... That particular dawah should only increase you in faith. Should only make you a better Muslim. Right? That's the that's the whole 
output should be. If that's not giving you that, it's either what you're putting in or what you're doing is actually not giving you the results that you want to give you. Yeah? I hope I'm not confusing anyone with this. This is this is quite like, this is my kind of like thinking on this and I'm just saying it through on the mic. But that's what I'm saying. It's like if, you know, you've got, you know, when I see all these Muslim influencers who had a large following and they came in through like very like kind of Islamic, overtly Islamic identity and then towards the end, like recent times, they've just come out and making a decision that goes against Islam. Then my question is that, you know, how can you get to where you are now when if it's really, if you sincerely want a goodness, the goodness would have benefited you first and foremost. Like you would have bettered yourself. You would have understood, you know, you would have grown yourself. You would have become closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because that's what the nature of goodness when it's built on good intention. Now, I've seen other influences. I ain't gonna lie. I've seen other influences. Mashallah, they've grown. And they're built an understanding now. I can see them grow, you know, and the way they speak, and they're pro in, they're promoting more Quran in their social media. You know, others are becoming more productive and using um, using the traditional uh, productivity um, tools that's been kind of uh, principles that's been given. Using that to kind of grow. I've seen it. Alhamdulillah, I've seen it, and I've seen them grow. But then I see the other side who are just deteriorated. Like over the years, they've just made bad choices and decision, and they just de deteriorated. Is because one of the reasons is because of this. It's definitely the intention, and that's why we, even myself, we have to go back to intention. We have to go back. Why am I doing this? And you know, what's the purpose of this? Because if it's not for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we might as well stop. Like, on the real, like we might as well stop. Leave it. Because it will do you more harm than good. And if you haven't got the safeguarding elements in it, then I'll say don't do it. Because it's very, very tough. Because no one is free from those aspects of ego and meism and self-amazement and pride. No one's free from it. Like these are internal things that we have. If they're not tamed and they're opened up, then it causes havoc, it causes chaos, it causes depression. It just kind of messes you up. And you become so blind and ignorant and stubborn on it that it's very hard for you to see the other side. Very, very hard. So those are the kind that's my first kind of step on it. Um, another thing as well I found was the fact that their their private life and public face, I guess, is that if you just focus on a public face and you're constantly thinking about new content, new trend, increasing your followers, stepping up the mark, being on top of the rest, being ahead of everyone else. If you spend your time, all your time thinking about that, then where's your private life or your private ibadah? That's the question. Because did naturally, when you focus on those things, on just your public face and you're going to these, you know, these events and you're promoting and you're looking at content and you're editing yourself and all of this, having meetings, then where is the time for a private life? Because really... I would say is that your private life should be the main aspect. 
hundred percent. And this goes for everyone and even goes to me as well. <laughs> you know, your private life should be the main focus of your life, not the public face. Because the private life are your anchors. The private life are the things that's going to keep you grounded. Are the things that really, again, going to safeguard you. Yeah? And when, when I say private life, what I mean, I'm talking about your private worship. These are worship that no one else sees. You know, no eyes has, has, has sight on it. No one knows. Only you know. That you spend that time after Fajr or Asr doing your Athkar. Doing your dhikr. You spend that time reciting the Quran, learning the Quran, learning its meaning, perfection is recitation. You spend you spend that time, you know, spiritually developing yourself. You spend that private time where no one knows where you're seeking consultation and you're having that frank, open conversation with someone about your hidden desires and the things that affect you. Because this is crucial. Because if you don't have this and you're just in public face, then eventually you're going to deteriorate. Right? Because your, 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 your desires is going to make you run wild when these are the elements just puts you in your place, just makes you remind you what your purpose of your existence is and why you're here. And this is so, so important. And having, not, you know, and you know, reading, you know, spending time reading the biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and taking personal lessons from it, you know, and looking, you know, and being attached to our um, Islamic heritage and the personalities that this, this, this Deen Allah subhanahu wa taala has produced. Looking at the personalities and emulating them, and looking at the choices and the decisions and the values they stood for, that we emulate that, and we need to know that that's our heritage. Because when you're so disconnected from that, you create a whole different value system, a whole different way you think to yourself, and you're still kind of um, claim, you know, attribute yourself to to that movement. But when if you don't know what they stood for, then how can you propagate what they actually stood for? And that's why you find it is you know Islamic um, Islamic Muslim influences, you know, they change. They'll hold one view one day, they'll hold another view, they'll change. And this could be, you know, and anyone could be affected by that. And that's why you have to make the dua to keep you firm, for Allah, to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to turn your heart and keep you firm on his deen because anyone could be affected by it. And you're going to be more probe being affected by it if you don't use this private worship to kind of build your fortress, build your gates where it kind of prevents you from allowing like your the, the shaitan to come in and to kind of like mix up your desires. This is why the private worship, it should be the bulk of your life. You know, even me, when I do all these podcasts, I'm not going to go into details. When I did this podcast and so forth, I had to have that conversation with myself. I thought, you know what? I want to do this, but I don't want it to take over my life because I have a life and I have responsibilities and I have a duty and not just towards my family, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I have to say to myself, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this, but I'm going to dedicate this amount of time at this amount. Of this amount of time at this amount of time. Or at this time, sorry. Yeah? This is a discipline. If I do any more than that, then it's going to just take over my life. And I'm not going to have that time where I could just focus on myself. 
and focus on yourself during the week, I'll say maybe 80%, 85% of your whole life, that should be your part of your life, is just focus on yourself, yeah? Or I would say private life, away from the camera, away from public, just doing, and you can do stuff like privately, you can give sadaqah privately, you can give dawah privately, you don't have to always be in front of the public face and the camera, you know, you don't have to, you can do that privately. And you might want to hold back for certain things in public to have that if it's going to have a bigger, might have a benefit. But then that is just about striking that balance. Um, and yeah, so in terms of, so those are the kind of things that having the private worship um, and having a, you know, having a private worship and using that as an anchor, you know, and, you know, coming back to the kind of private worship is one of the things as well is having like we're very one dimensional in terms of our worship because one may say okay well me doing these dawah videos me doing these videos and this content it's 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 worship for me it's trying to do the good deeds and so forth i said okay but if you're just focusing just on that dimension that just that aspect then you're going to burn out easily you're going to burn out and this is one of the things that really um muslim influences what happens to them is they burn out because their one dimension as i mentioned is that they only just focus on the new content being in public face you know trying to look at how am i going to increase my following how am i going to bring the trend how am i going to you know uh, supersede my competitors when you just focus on that that's just one dimension and that will burn you out and just lose and then you end up losing yourself you end up losing your values. You end up losing what you really stand for because you're no longer about, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're about, okay, what can I attain? What can I gain from? How can I gain this? So we become very one-dimensional. And like I said, we burn out. And so what we need to do is go back and kind of be secluded, no, kind of like away from everyone and just kind of be live your private life a little bit honestly like switch everything off and live your private life and build on your private life building on yourself building on your family if you've got kids focus on your kids and when i say focus on your kids i'm not talking about just giving them material wealth you know i'm not talking i'm talking about making sure they grow up on islamic values they grow up with that islamic identity and they have the tools to navigate in the life that they're about to live. That's that's what we need to be doing. And these are the kind of private things that we kind of need to be focused on, as kind of be mentioned. And you know, and this this really this kind of whole Muslim influences. And I read this article recently, um, and uh it was really like mashallah the sister she really put it nicely is that this really is the movement of meism you know meism is the movement which holds the language of self-love and speaking my truth and being brave and you know be who you truly are you know this is the kind of movement that's going on because when people change and they kind of move um you know kind of compromising their values or and make certain choices is they use this language that you know these are my truths this is what i stand for 
you know, and I don't need to really follow those textual kind of, you know, obligations doesn't really, you know, sometimes they're, they're exceptions, <laughs> yeah, and this is really the, what the movement is, and it's a very self-centered, individualistic, self-esteem movement, which really, again, kind of amplifies the me as a movement, and we kind of need to be careful, and that's why, that's why it's a contrast between ikhlas and the me as a movement, they're two different things, they're two different things, you know, and so we kind of need to be careful and when we follow these kind of Muslim influences, where are they leading us? Where are they taking us? And I guess my kind of discussion is changing to the followers because every time I hear, I don't want like to use the word scandal, but anytime I hear like Muslim influences coming out or being exposed and so forth and etc. And I'm, I'm saying there's a pinch of salt because I do believe like, I don't, I don't know the truth, I don't know the facts, regardless of what's being said, you know, um, on these things. But one of the things I kind of look, look and I see is that we as followers, we as followers create the celebrity culture. We do. How? Because we're the one who kind of like like you know like click the likes and give them the following and support them but we're also the same people that as soon as they change well it could either be there's two camps really the first camp is it was to tear them down and the other camp will be um will back them fully even though what they're doing like is like haram let's say for example yeah so this is, and you know, this whole kind of, you know, who are you to judge only Allah judges those kind of, like that kind of bandwagon and that group of people. Um, but we kind of create the celebrity culture. And that's a deeper discussion. I don't know if that's because we measure model, role models. Like we like to see living role models and see how people, you know, live and, and is it kind of like we project the lifestyle that we wish we have. Like there is this thing, isn't it? Like we see people who kind of filter a lifestyle, tailor-made a lifestyle, you know, cut and paste lifestyle. We see that and we're like, oh, you know what? I wish I had a piece of that. You know, I want that lifestyle. I want that following. I want that attention. And because we can't have it and they have it, we kind of give them that energy. And we're the one who create that celebrity, like, that celebrity culture. And this is the dangerous culture Because this is like Like this whole idol worshipping Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if you think about it You know, you give them your love You feel like if any harm would happen to them You hope in them And we have these Like, these severe feelings We have towards them And, you know, we kind of Oh, mashallah, like We really kind of like Are oh, they an amazing person? You know and they could be like inappropriate as you like. And the choices they make like goes against exactly the choices of the, what Islam stands for. And we still support them. What does it say about us? What does it say about us and what, we, what we're about? So we need to take learning lessons from what is happening with these Muslim influences and, how the, and about the choices we make.
and who we follow. And I think this is the most really, really important because, you know, we're so focused on today's celebrities and today's personalities and we actually really, without like lecturing, but we've actually let go of our great personalities that lived in our heritage. You know, beginning from the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. Like, how many of us really read his life story and really connected with it? Honestly, like read it, not just once, like different, different sila from different authors, different perspective and just be connected with it, having that attachment. You know, not like how many of us really understand his legacy, sallallahu and the generation and the, the companions and the early generations and the imams and the other great personalities that came by. You know, and we also have other positive role model who I would say even in our time that they are positive there are so many positive role models that I look up to and I think what they stand for is how many people will stand for those values today. Like that's why I was here. You know, and so we kind of need to reevaluate who do we there's different aspects there. Who do we take to in terms of our deen? That's the most important. Because I think sometimes we again this whole celebrity culture has polluted in polluted on how we receive information when it comes to our religion. Because we kind of following, because we assuming they're doing it, they're doing it, so it's okay for us to do. And I don't want to use specific issue, because I don't want like to the details. But I'm sure you know when someone set a trend, everyone else is doing it, and everyone is acceptable. And you're like, and I'm like looking at. When did that ever became acceptable in any Islamic tradition? Does that make sense? Like that's the way I see it. So we know that when 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 Muslim influencers do certain thing, it sets a trend and it kind of changes as if like this is it gives virility that oh yeah this is okay. We know that that happens. You know what I'm saying is not. I'm not saying this is the truth, hundred percent truth. I'm just sharing my reflection, giving my observation. This is the things that I've been reflecting. These are the things I've been seeing. And these are the kind of, um, you know, really I feel that we need to make take learning lessons from. And, um, yeah, share me your thoughts. Let me know what you think. Um, and, inshallah, I'll be back next week. Um, I'm going to try and keep it regularly. Um, if that's a word, regularly or regular. Try to keep it regular, actually. Yeah, keep it regular. That's the point when you don't edit. You can't edit these words. You know, you have to keep these words and these mistakes in. But it shows you I'm human, right? That's what I wanted to do. Maybe I, that's one of the things. Maybe just and to keep it human, innit? Um, yeah, so hopefully, inshallah, you guys um, benefited. Um, and it's a reminder for myself, first and foremost. And um, there's more to discuss this, you know, about how do we protect ourselves when we're in this kind of field. Um, that's another time. Um, and again, I think everyone else, whoever kind of goes into this field, needs to have the similar conversation and kind of thinking. So yeah, that's me. Jazakallah uh, for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it. May Allah subhanahu wa taala reward you all, bless you all, and I'll see you inshallah on the other side next week. Jazakallah khair. Assalamualaikum.